So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a life coach who ended a 20-year relationship with alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to quitting alcohol that breaks all the rules, amazing stories from women who are throwing a better party because of it, and how you can stop drinking and start living. This show is not a substitute for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a health professional if your alcohol consumption is a risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hey there, it's Mary Wagstaff. I am so excited for you to listen to this interview. It's amazing. It's packed with value. Dina is the bomb. We've actually never met in person, but I'm so glad that she is part of my life. And Dina, thank you so much. I wanted to just remind you that next Wednesday, starting on the 27th of May, we will be doing our program, 40 Days to Freedom from Alcohol. So it's a six-week series on the show that is going to invite you to start the process of self-coaching, taking a journey away from that cognitive dissonance, that battle that you have in your head every day, and committing to a life of self-inquiry and saying yes to yourself. And this is the first part of the process. So we will be exploring somewhat of the five shifts, but we're going to take it deeper um, and really dive into why Why is this important for you? What does this life really mean? And committing to that voice of your highest self that knows that there's more, that knows she wants to show up like the boss that she is in every moment. And she can because she runs the show. I don't know about you, but my energy definitely dictates the energy of the household a lot. And your energy dictates your life. It attr- it's what attracts and repels things to you. 
So by committing to this, regardless if you're still drinking or not, is going to start the process of unraveling your story around alcohol. So you can really see that the beliefs that you have around why alcohol is so amazing really aren't true. And we know this because everyone else doesn't believe the same thing, right? If you have a story that's just a thought in your head, it's just a thought. It doesn't mean it's an actual fact. So we're going to shift all of that and there will be some exercises. And if you show up and you commit to the six weeks, you can also send me in Q&A for the final week. And in that time, I opened up a few slots on my calendar for some more um, complimentary alignment sessions. So you can go sign up for one of those while you're going through the process. You may have some questions that are just personal that you want to get answered, but we can also see your specific story around alcohol and how it's not in alignment at all with your highest self and how you really want to show up in the world. So get a special notebook so you can just have all of your thoughts in one place and all of your notes about this process. You can even invite a friend along and listen to the episode together and maybe even, you know, do a Zoom call socially or socially distanced journaling together. But it's a really great time right now as we're moving into kind of a new perspective of life. There's this fertile ground here for how can you still thrive in change, right? So there's all this change happening but it all comes from the same place. It comes from how you show up, how you bring your energy, what your perspective is about the situation that is not in your control. I can't wait to join you 40 days to freedom from alcohol, ending self-sabotage and moving into a sacred journey of the self. Okay, enjoy the show. Welcome, my beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode. I am so thrilled to have a very special, empowered woman here today. Dina Schaefer is someone that I recently met. We had a couple coaching calls together and we are meeting for the first time kind of in on video um, on this beautiful new moon. So I think it's a really auspicious time to be connecting um, in a place of empowerment and sharing sharing Dina's beautiful story. Um, so Dina, welcome so much. Um, welcome. Yes. And Yay. I just wanted to start by um, having you say a little bit about yourself. And I know how you're spending your days like just because we're in quarantine, but even about that. And then, you know, the work that you do in the world and whatever you want to offer to the audience about who you are. Okay. And my name's Dina Schaefer. Hello. Happy to be here. Hi. And I am a um, certified therapeutic art life coach. I uh, do a lot of artwork. Um, I'm also a he holistic healer. And, um, and I do all kinds of uh, spiritual guidance. Um, so that's what I do. And I'm really enjoying my quarantine. I'm doing a lot of artwork. I'm doing a lot of nature walks, spending time with family. Um, you know, cooking, relaxing, and just trying to stay positive um, during this time. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think that, like we were saying earlier, just it's really bringing out that, that part of people that, you know, we just don't take 
the time for. So I think that that's so awesome. So I wanted to just start our interview today by reading a message that was a post that Dina sent to me. She was really excited and she's like, you have to read this. It was such a pivotal moment. And so I just wanted to share this with our listeners because these are the moments that you like when the switch flips in your brain about alcohol and you start to just really be on to your triggers. And when you really start to separate who you are and your highest self from those old patterns and those old habits. And this really exemplifies that. And then I'll just have you kind of speak to that. So this is in Dina's voice. I went to the store today to get a bottle of wine. I was going to have one glass. I drove into the parking lot. I pictured myself buying the bottle, bringing it home, opening it, pouring a glass, smelling it, and then drinking it. I've chosen not to drink for four months. Today, I knew grief and sadness for my new job layoff drove me to the thought of a glass of wine. I got out of my car, walked into the store, found some sake, a small bottle, picked it up and held it for at least three minutes. Then without a thought, put it back and left. I heard myself say, what are you doing? But I didn't want it. I wanted a hot bath and French fries, LOL. (laughs) So that's what I did. I've never in my life experienced this. There was no struggle, no conversation, just a simple, nah, not today. So yay, doing all the inner work that has led me here. Love you all. And I will never forget that moment. Oh my gosh. I was almost in tears (laughs) when I read this. This is so awesome. Tell me how that moment made you feel and how you got to that place. And I know we talked a little bit about that forward focus that, you know, running yourself in 24 hours and um, it's such a great tool and I'm just so glad you're utilizing that. So yeah, talk to me a little bit about that. It was, it was so great because at this point um, I had, I had already looked at my triggers and um, you know, I had left work. I knew it was over um, for on so many levels and um when i walked into that store and it was weird because i didn't put this in the um in the post but i had actually driven into the parking lot and then drove through the parking lot and then went back in so mm-hmm. it was like it was like the old um version of my thought process was was wanting the alcohol but the new version of me which was in a space of trusting myself was like no i really don't and it wasn't one of those things where you know i spent you know i'm going to say at least 2 years going through the process which i'm sure we all do where you're um am i going to drink today how much am i going to drink i don't want to drink too much you know uh like obsessing over this like happy hour on wednesday mm-hmm. um and so it wasn't anything like that i walked in i went you know over to the wine i was like yeah i don't want wine I went over to the sake and I just held it in my hand. And I think the process of holding it, um, it just, something just said, you know, no, that's, that's not it anymore. This doesn't work for me anymore. I don't, Mm. that's not who I am anymore. That's not what I need anymore. It doesn't nurture me. It doesn't in any way, um, enhance my life. I'm not going to feel good afterwards. It's a temporary fix. And there was a voice that was like, are you, what, you know, it was like the Mm -hmm. other Dina was, was still resistant. And I just had a conversation with myself that was very gentle. And I was just like, no, you're going to be fine. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And it was, it was fascinating to me because it was like, 
you know, I've never, ever, ever experienced that. You go through your phases where you're like, you know, you're out, you know, you don't really want to drink too much. You're trying to um, control your drinking. It's like this complete codependency on, on, uh, you know, on what you're going to do. It's like, you know, you drive yourself insane and it wasn't anything like that. It was very, just a gentle shift where it was like, when I imagined it, when I imagined myself drinking it, which I'd never done that process before. So it was like, when I was imagining myself drinking it, I knew, okay, this is going to feel good for about five minutes and then it's not. And, and I just was like, you know, so I moved on from that. So yeah, so it was great. It was like, you know, it was almost like a, a wonderful experience because it was the first time where I realized that I finally trusted myself. Yes. you and trust. Go ahead. And sorry. And that's when I believe, uh, the first taste of actual freedom set in. Mm. Yes. And I'm just relish that moment, girl. That is yeah. just so awesome. And it is, it's, it's a process and it's that, yeah. it's that higher voice Yes. Listening to that, letting that voice become louder and louder yes. besides, and that other, that old Dina, that all that is, and this is what yes. I convey to my listeners a lot. And I, I'm sure we've talked about is it's there. Yeah. It's literally just old patterning. It's just it old. Really is. It's just old yeah. pathways in the brain. And I think yes. when you were mentioning that two, those two years of, sh of struggle, and um, I went through that, I know so many of my clients go through that. And one of the first things I tell people to do is, you know what, stop the mind drama and give yeah. yourself permission one way yes. or the other. And if you give yourself yes. permission to drink, go all in. And what happens when you do that and you shut yes. and you stop wasting all that energy. Yes. It's so like, much wasted energy. Yeah. One, we re I remarried, you know, a beautiful life. And, um, you know, with, with the person I'm with now, you know, we would drink together. And it got to the point where he asked me um, to stop drinking. And I really fought. I was like, you know, who are you to tell me what to do? And then it was him uh, trying to control my drinking. Well, let's go out, but I'm going to watch what she's drinking. Mm. And if I can control this amount of alcohol, then I can have a good time. And that was a real eye opener too, where we came together and I was like, you're actually codependent right now. And mm -hmm. you are trying to control my drinking. And I said, you can never do that. And when he surrendered and said, you're right, I, I'm just letting it go. You're having your own experience. And, you know, mm -hmm. I would say to him, this is my, this is my road to, to walk down. Nobody is going to walk it, um, 
I mean, you bet people are going to walk it with you, but this is my journey of, of who, you know, moving through it and I'm going to figure it out on my own. So basically kind of like, you know, not back off, but just allow me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. allow me that, that space. And that was a game changer too, is, is letting the people in your life know that, I don't, I will reach out for help if I need it, but if I have a night where I have that moment where, you know, I sit with the wine and I'm, you know, whatever, um, that's, you will never make me feel as bad as I'm going to feel myself for knowing mm -hmm. that I took myself down a road that I didn't want to go to. So that was a real game changer too. And that really made it easier for both of us. Mm -hmm. And he ended up actually shifting a lot of his behavior and habits um, just by being around my shift. Mm -hmm. So I did want to kind of uh, throw that in there. Yes, I think that's super important. I just, I actually interviewed my partner, Matthew, and um, yeah. we talked about the personal responsibility piece because we were both wanting to shift our relationship to alcohol, but the couple times that we did it, tried to do it like together. Yeah. It didn't work because it is such an individual journey. Yes. And so he really talked a lot about personal responsibility, like yes. like having your own experience. It is yes. our own personal thoughts it that really shape is. our reality. And so yes. what's, a, you know, what, how someone else changes is, is going to be so different just because of your past and whatever. So yeah. thank you for bringing that up because I think that that piece is like, you know, you want to create boundaries. You want to ask for support, yes. but at the same time, no one can do it for you. No one can yes. make you do it. And it has to come from that place of self-love, worthiness. Yes. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I really felt, I mean, I think the thing that held me kind of a slave to my, um, to my destruction in a way was uh, worrying so much about how me not drinking was going to affect my partner, mm -hmm. uh, my friendships. Um, I know we had that discussion, you know, my social life. And, um, and then I just realized, um, after I, after we had our, our phone, uh, conversation, um, it was interesting because I realized it really isn't going to affect anybody but me. <laughs> I mm -hmm. mean, you know what I mean? Like, and that was pretty huge. It's like, you don't need to go, uh, you can, I mean, you can do whatever you want. You are, you're having your own experience. But for me personally, like I have a choice of where I go. I have a choice of how I am when I get there. I can still go to the places that I love and the people that I love. And if it's a bar atmosphere, that's up to me uh, if I want to go or not. So choice was choice is very important to, and that's the empowerment coming back again, as in, you know, you know, we can go sit at a bar and if you want to drink beer and I want to have a soda water, then let's do it. But I also might say, you know what? No, I don't want to. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's okay too. It is. It's okay. Yes. There's no rules and there's just, there's no. no, yeah. And that's my biggest thing with changing relationship to alcohol is like, it is, there's no rules. There's no rules. Yeah. Like you do it and you live this life. And yes. I feel like when you do trust yourself more and you live by your own yes. rules, more than not, that is when you other people benefit from your life too, right? That's yes. when you're the yes. most shining and the most vibrant. Yes. And so it's like, live by your yes. own rules and you show up as the best version of yourself that people, everyone yes. wants to be around. Yes. And it's, and it's great because it's like, I feel like there was all this information, um, especially over the past 10 years of my life and, and the, 
you know, the changes that I've made and the path that I've walked, there was all this information waiting for me that was just kind of repressed by the consistent numbing of my emotions. Mm. Um, and it was like, all of a sudden, after a couple months, I was like, huh, wow, what's this? You know, oh, and what's this? So it was like, all this new information came to me. And it was uh, basically the information was, this is who you are. This is who you authentically are. And you don't have to hide behind anything anymore. And you can just be who you are. And it doesn't matter anymore because everybody else on their journey is going through their own stuff. Maybe they have judgments. Maybe they have expectations. Maybe they have insecurities. Everybody's working on their own version of themselves at all times. So once you take the pressure of other people in your life out and you're just like, hey, I'm here I am. It it seems scary at first, but once you get past like the fear of it and you're like, you know what? This is great. Everything kind of blooms and opens for you and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, this this is actually a beautiful space to be in. And I I feel like you know, it's completely up to you. You could go six months without anything and you could say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have a glass of wine tonight. Take all, it's up to you what you want to do, but take the pressure of trying to be anybody or somebody that you think you should be or could be or whatever, and just allow yourself to be who you are. And everybody's journey to, I don't know if you want to use the word recovery, but Mm-hmm. everybody's journey away from, you know, things that, that bring you to a darker place um, is different. I mean, I always say it just even in my work, you know, I could tell you to eat apples and that's going to really help your digestive system, but maybe this person over here can't eat an apple. It mm-hmm. upsets them. So everybody's uh, journey and space through this work is different and you really have to, uh, release any judgment for yourself. And I really feel like the self-judgment and the self-expectation is what really just kind of keeps us as a slave to our, our everything in our personal lives. Like get rid of those, just get Mm -hmm. rid of them. Yes, absolutely. Do you think, and I know, I mean, I talk about this in my work is really um, tuning into that place of the observer and the witness yes. at first. Like yes, you were saying, absolutely. like my emotions came back yeah. to you. Just that curiosity of like, yes. without judging it, like, oh, what is this? Okay, cool. Yes. Like, this isn't going to hurt me. Let's explore yes. this. And then it becomes yeah, a tool because for empowerment. Absolutely. Because I would say, you know, um, you know, the first of whatever, like, a, I think it was last year. I know time, time is so crazy right now, but mm-hmm. last year, maybe the year before, Um, I had gone through, you know, I had tried to quit a bunch of times and it was, you know, nothing ever really worked and it was just, you know, nonstop suffering and wasting energy on thinking about it. And then I, I, I had stopped for a couple months and I had picked my date of when I was going to go back and, and try to have a beer or whatever. And, um, and I decided for that period that I was going to observe and not judge myself. And I spent another year, um, you know, watching, watching mm-hmm. myself, uh, without judgment, just watching myself waste all this time. Mm. So the one thing that, that also keeps me on point is that uh, in my, this is just my personal opinion. I feel like alcohol is a time stealer mm-hmm. and 
I, I want to have as much time on this planet as I can to, to enjoy it. And so, um, I watched myself go, I mean, it was every week obsessing about, am I going to drink? Am I not going to drink? How much am I going to drink? Am I going to get too drunk? Am I going to do this? And it was like, and then finally, when I, you know, kind of let it go, uh, in for this round, um, I just said, you know what, geez, I'm tired of that. Like that is exhausting. Um, but I was, I didn't judge myself. So if I drank and I drank too much and I woke up the next day and I didn't feel good because you know, you don't, mm -hmm. um, I didn't make myself suffer because I, we do that. I was like, I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And I'm not going to make myself suffer. Um, I know, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch and observe. And eventually I just said, okay, you know, it was like right before, uh, my birthday, th this was, this year was the first birthday I had where I, um, where I didn't drink. Mm -hmm. and and I and it was great um but yeah and I even observed the first couple months I mean because the first couple months you go through these different phases where you're like well I'm supposed to be losing 20 pounds I haven't lost any weight why don't mm -hmm. I feel you know like why don't I feel better blah, blah, blah. and so releasing that expectation look this is a life choice that I'm making um I don't know what what is going to happen in a week but I know that today um, I don't feel exhausted. I don't feel depressed. I don't feel all these feelings that I was feeling and whatever comes up for you, which things will come up, you face them, you know, you look at them and you, like you said, you take personal responsibility for, for yourself. And, you know, when we do the work, that's what we're here for. We're here to do the work so we can get to those spaces. I hear so many people say, you know, I'm unhappy or I'm not happy with my life. And I'm like, well, you know, don't do things that are uh, going to bring you down, that are going to depress you. Try to do things that lift you up. And alcohol mm -hmm. is a depressant. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, you know, one of the things that I used to say, and I didn't even realize when I was saying it was, you know, because I would have blackouts. And I would always say, I don't know who comes in. Uh, it mm. could be anybody. Like, where I don't, I, I feel like when you blackout, you're, the person that you are is like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> like mm -hmm. getting out of here, you know, like this, these energies and frequencies, like you're in a dark, you're about to go down a rabbit hole. I'm out. And I never knew who showed up because I, I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I mean, why would you want to do something where you're not even there anymore, but your body is still like, you're still active. Like it's just, yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like, um, I feel like, we all can, we all can get there. Um, and we have so many tools to get there. And I just really love your program so much because I think a lot of different programs that, that you can do and anything that helps do it. Um, but I just feel like sometimes we, we put too much thought into things and we put too much kind of like, it's almost like if I spent every day right now thinking about not drinking, um, it would be awful. Mm -hmm. So I don't think about it at all. Mm -hmm. And okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm so glad. I mean, this is all Dina, you are amazing. You are giving so much value to our listeners right now. I'm just so thrilled. Yeah. Um, I, you kind of led into what I wanted to ask you because I think that, that we kind of talked about this a little bit before we started recording 
was that sense of me time and how like you, you know, at first you're just kind of getting used to like, oh my God, I'm getting all these new emotions. Like there is this flood of, you know, it's almost like you were, you know, holding a ball underwater and now (laughs) it's like popped up, right? All of that pressure. And um, so like you have all these emotions that are coming back and that's a process of observation to just like really relaxing into it, um, utilizing some other tools. And so like, that's the piece. If you just ignore it with something else and you don't find that sense of a little bit of me time or how can I now become inspired to do something else? Um, like, so I would love for you to talk about that a little bit, you know, how did you shift your time? Because like you said, you're not thinking about it anymore. So what, what are you doing? And like, how did you shift what, how you were spending and, you know, wasting (laughs) what we were talking about, wasting time drinking. Yeah. Well, I started to paint again Mm. and, um, and art was always a part of my life. It, It always will be a part of my life. And, um, I, I kind of stepped away from it after my, you know, first husband passed away. That was a lot of our, I mean, basically that was our life was art. You know, we did theater, we, um, we did so much, uh, work together. Um, I didn't realize that, uh, you know, I had so much, uh, so many little pieces, little tendrils of different emotions that I had to work through. So I started doing, um, I started getting back to my art. Um, I spent a lot of time um, in different workshops, like go find something that makes me happy. That's fun. Um, I, uh, you know, I yoga, things for my body. I really, I really spent some time connecting, um, to my body, trying Mm -hmm. to find a way to stay grounded here, because I feel like when we reach for things, it's almost like we want to kind of float away from our everyday lives and find that space where we don't have to deal with anything. And so I wanted to understand, um, how it felt to actually be in my body and, and be like a part of, of my, you know, my life walking through this earth. So I did a lot of stuff with nature. I spent time with my dog. Um, I read, uh, I, I went and saw a counselor, um, to, to kind of, if anything came up, um, I just, I took hot baths. I drank a lot of tea. Um, I just asked myself, what do you need? What do you need right now? How can I nurture you? I've never asked myself that I've never, been a self-nurturer and um so i think i just asked to connect with the divine feminine within me which i I never did that before it was almost like you know it's almost like i feel like i was on a roller coaster and i loved it you know so speed and fast and movement and then when i got off the roller coaster it was like oh you know i feel nauseous let me right you know and then i was like okay you know what I'm not a roller coaster girl anymore. What's my next ride? And, you know, I went over to the carousel and I was like, let me ride this. This is nice and light. I can sit on a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I am like, love that you brought up the divine feminine because that's all, like the conversations I've been having recently. And it really, and that was my experience too, was yes. tuning into that feminine nature, that soft, the flow, the just, yes. the easeful, and asking yourself, like the emotions are so powerful. And when we, instead of yes. paying attention to what's important to other people or that next thing, yes. or what's, 
happening in the world. We tune into ourselves. You have to slow down. There's, it's a subtlety, right? It's a grace. It's a subtlety. And you have to say what, like that message that I read, what do I need right now? No, this isn't going to, this isn't going to fill that need I have. I want to go take a bath. And and I just, I love that. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I believe that the rewriting of your story really is mm-hmm. tuning into the deepest yes. parts of who you are. Um, yeah. And it's and what I, creates the I, change. And mm-hmm. I cried a lot and I had to, you know, one of the things that I, you know, did that I, st- that I recommend that, you know, inner child work is so important. Like I, I had other parts of myself that were really angry that I wasn't drinking. <laughs> like I had pieces of, of me from the, from these old storylines that were like, you know, what are you doing? Like, who are you? And I had to basically stop and say, you know what? I'm here now. This is who I am. This is who we are. And you don't need that anymore. And I'm going to, I'm going to hold you and I'm going to comfort you. And when stuff gets real, we're going to be, we're going to get through it without that. And, um, and that's why when I held that sake in my hand, I knew it was like the divine mother within me that I, I had never felt or nurtured, you know, came from a a dark space in, you know, back in the day. Um, it was awesome. It was like, I got you, I got Mm. all aspects of you. And that, that flow, that voice, that feeling of, of support and love and all of that. I would like to say, moving into that subject of, you know, when I started to realize that um, I had all this love for everybody, I'm super loving and I love my dog, I love, you know, my husband, I love everybody, but I wasn't taking that love and giving it to myself. And so I began that journey of, you know, I've done all this spiritual work. And I've done all these, you know, amazing things in my life to, to heal from different things. And I just realized like the less or the more time that it went by without me drinking, the more love I actually had for myself, which was Mm. interesting. And so, you know, that's what we're being asked to do in this, you know, day and age with our lives. Mm -hmm. If I love myself, nothing else can, is going to come into my life. That's going to take that away. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to give anything or anybody that power again to when you feel that feeling of, um, it's freedom and, mm-hmm. and surrender, you know, like I surrendered, uh, completely. I just surrendered. I said, you know what I'm done. I, you know, raised my hands up and it doesn't matter whatever you believe in. I surrendered, uh, I surrendered myself to myself, if that makes sense. Yes. Beautiful. I just love that. Um, I wanted to ask you kind of a distinction because I know that you're a very like, it's, you know, independent woman and you had a really fun, (laughs) adventurous life. And it seems like, you you know, you, you, you kind of traveled or went on a road less traveled earlier in your life. Um, and I kind of had that experience too. Can you just talk a little bit about from your perspective, the distinction between, you know, I like doing what kind of like doing what I want when I want and being independent versus this radical self-love. Like, I mean, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I do my thing. I, you know, I do whatever I 
want. And I kind of feel like I was that person too. But then like when you change and you see this radical self-love, like the distinction is just so you're like, oh, I wasn't really taking care of myself ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like I would say, um, yeah, I definitely have always been fiercely independent. And that was, I mean, that worked in so many ways for, you know, being able to adapt, like even the uncertainty of the world right now for me isn't that dramatic because I've lived in uncertainty my whole life. Now, being able to be, um, I don't know if uh, responsible is the word because sometimes I, with the way I communicate, it's, I, I want to convey the energy of, of, the, of what I'm trying to tell you. Um, so I don't know, I don't want to say responsibility, that's, that's not the right word, but when I realized that you know there was nothing left but me and and I was able to kind of stand without running I was always I was independent and I had this life and everything but I was always on the go um when I just stopped and slowed down and basically met myself where I was and allowed myself to be okay with who I was at that moment it was a strange thing because all of a sudden I began to take care of myself in ways I never did. Um, Financially being able to say, okay, you know what, let me actually, you know, take care of my money. Uh, Mm -hmm. Emotionally, let me nurture my feelings and my self-love. And, you know, it, it spilled into everything. I am also a yoga teacher and I've struggled with, um, with my own personal practice for a long time. And, um, I realized during that journey that, you know what, there is no, there is no right or wrong way to do anything. I have every day I wake up and I say, today I choose something that's going to be good for my body Today, I choose something that's going to be good for my mind. Today, I choose something that's going to be good for my spirit. And today, I choose something that's going to be good for my emotional self. Mm -hmm. And whatever those things are, they don't have to be the same thing. So you can still be independent. You don't have to, you know, be on this crazy discipline structure. Like, I'm only going to do these things this day. And that's how I'm going to survive this. No, every day allowing yourself to be whoever you want to be in that day is true independence. Hmm. I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. And um, you did talk a little bit about in, um, about, you know, living in uncertainty beforehand and, you know, as we're seeing, and especially I think, people like you and I who have been working, but also like diving deeper into spiritual, you know, self-inquiry for many years, even before this. And I think that natural progression leading up to the exploration of a life without alcohol is very natural. Um, So we know that certainty is always kind of an illusion, right? The only thing we have control over is ourselves. But how do you feel in this time where, of course, now everyone can relate to the same situation as a human race? We're actually all in the same situation, but we all have different minds. So people are having very drastically different experiences. Um, And of course, the illness aside, which we know that that is something also out of our control, but how do you feel like changing your relationship to alcohol um, 
has prepared you for this? And you probably touched on it already a little bit, but um, just that resilience piece. I think because um, I'm not using anything uh, to feed to feed or repress the fear. I don't, I'm choosing, like we all have that choice. Um, I'm choosing love over fear. Mm. And what does that mean? That means I'm not uh, digging deep into the news and these stories and all of these things. I'm instead focusing on myself and this small little piece of, you know, earth that I inhabit. I'm focusing on, um, I'm focusing on the positive, the, the good in my life The we have the choice every day. Um, and this is a, a beautiful gift we were given. We have the choice of, you know, whatever, whatever we want to think and feel, um, is up to us. So, you know, I don't have a hangover, so I don't wake up feeling bad. Um, I don't have a desire to numb myself because I'm not afraid of anything. Um, so I just feel like, you know, I can't say the word surrender enough. Surrender, mm -hmm. surrender, surrender. I mean, surrender to this moment, surrender to this time. I've told so many people like you're doing things in your life right now that are creative. I feel like, you know, that's what, if that's what you're being asked to do, like I have friends that are crocheting, um, I have friends that are, you know, painting. I mean, I, I know people, I'm like, wow, you paint? Like, I never knew that. Uh -huh. So if you're able to tune in to, uh, to the, the collective um, consciousness of creativity and nurturing and um, look at the earth and how it's growing and birds are out in, in numbers and we're, the earth is healing. Look at all of those things, tune into that energy. And you're not gonna have a desire to sit around and watch the news and drink and pretend it's not happening. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just your perspective, like change your perspective and look at this time instead of fighting it, um, I had this profound thought last night and I can't remember what it was, but it was almost like, you know, you can either fight this time and you can, you know, give it all you got to fight it, or you can just peacefully surrender to it and find ways, different ways, uh, to cope, to deal, mm. to, to, and you're, then you come out of this and you know that life is uncertain. There's never been a certainty. There's never been ever a certainty you just imagined that there was because you had a routine right you know understand that your routine at any moment can be you know taken away from you everything can be can shift in a moment's notice mm -hmm. you know if you're if you're choosing to to just kind of like okay let me go with this wave let me ride this wave um, you know, if you like to swim, you know, imagine you're in a pool and you're on your back, the sun's on your face and you're just floating, you know, you just, that's, that's, that's how, that's like the best way I can describe it. Like just mm -hmm. float, just float with the flow right now, because there's really nothing else to do. I mean, if you fight, you're fighting really nothing because you have no control and releasing control. That's another thing releasing control like once you realize that you really don't control anything except for the way that you think you feel uh your mm -hmm. actions things like that are what you control but your outside circumstances you really have no control over and once you really realize that and embrace that and say okay you know what 
look at all the pressure that takes off. Look at all the, uh, you know, judgment and expectation that just goes away when you realize it's like, I really have no control, but I have choice. Right. Right. Yes. I love that. And so really the way that you do one thing is the way you do everything. Right. So looking, so you're really choosing to look at this situation now, kind of like you did when you, with alcohol and you can, you can use those same tools. And this is what I tell people too, like the, the five shifts that I encourage people to tune into awareness, mindfulness, observation, and compassion is like, you can use those for anything. And alcohol, changing your relationship to alcohol is so concentrated because it was woven into every part of your life. So you get really good (laughs) at observing, choosing different thoughts, choosing different actions that feed you. And so now it's like, well, I already have done this hard work. Like I can use this for everything essentially for everything. And you really think like, I mean, one, one of the things that was really difficult for me is that I am a very high energy, intense person. So I was so worried about um, being bored mm-hmm. and I can tell you right now, like I have, this is the least boredom I've ever felt. Like I have found something to do um, and different things. And some of them are the same things. They're just done differently. So um, it is pretty, it is your perception, you know, it is the, the shift. Like I love your five shifts. Like they really um, helped me. They did. And I loved um, the different perspective. And I do like also, um, you know, when you, when you take it and you're, and it's not something that you have to do. Like when I was told, when I was asked, Hey, please don't drink or whatever. I rebelled against that. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I guess I'll try, you know? Um, or when I was like, I guess I shouldn't, it was like all these different words and phrases that were used. And when I realized that, you know what, it is my choice. And I, then I was able to witness, okay, I chose to drink. Well, that didn't really make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And now I chose not to drink and that actually makes me feel better. And even during the hard times of the initial, you know, first month or two, um, it was still my choice. I still had that in my mind. Like at any time I can go get a cocktail if I want to. Mm-hmm. And once I think you, you give yourself, like you said, the allowing yourself to make that choice. And you might, you might say, I'm going to have one. And then you mm-hmm. go have one and you go, well, I probably, you know, it's, it's a process, but keeping, keeping the choice active and, and knowing that you are, I say it all the time. I always say the, the gift that we were given as human beings is the only thing that's free in life is the power of choice. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have the power of choice in, in how we are. I mean, in yoga, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the, you know, yamas and the yamas, you know, you have all these different, you know, mindsets and different philosophies on how, you know, taking your, your power in the sense of, you know, how you think, how you act, how you react. Um, it's very simple, honestly. It really is. Now, mm-hmm. now getting, getting through it all might not be simple because we all have trauma that we need to work through. Um, you know, or hopefully not all of us do, but I'm pretty sure some, we all have, some. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, some a little more than others, but it's, you know, no matter what happens, you know, trying to, trying to keep your mind, I would say, you know, there's a million tools you can use. There's affirmations, there's books you can read on, 
um, you know, how to still your mind, how to retrain your thoughts, you know, yoga helps, breath work helps. Uh, there's so many tools we have that we didn't have in my day growing up, uh, or if we did, I didn't know about them. Um, we definitely have a more, uh, uh, open world to health and wellness and, and mind and body. Um, you know, we have, you know, for your body, I, I recommend, highly recommend, um, taking time to, to love your body, get over, uh, all these changes that you want to make, just let it go and just meet yourself where you are and work mm -hmm. each day on where you are with love and compassion you, I, I've had to take sometimes the love that I felt for my dog, because, you know, that's my boy, and, and feel it, and then take all that love that I feel for him, and just grab it in like a ball, and bring it back to me, mm. and say, wow, this is how much love I have, why am I not, why am I not worthy for this love, why am I not good enough for this love, and, and those are the issues that, that you want to look at and you want to mm -hmm. work through because you are enough. You are worthy. You are perfect just the way you are. You don't need anything. Mm -hmm. We don't need anything. Mm, uh, yeah. And I think what that comes back to is, you know, that self, the worthiness piece, and then even the story about alcohol, it all comes back to these stories yes. that we've, that we just have created as our reality. So it's just rewriting that script of yes. asking yourself, like, you know, maybe it was true at a point of, that, mm -hmm. you know, I was having fun with alcohol and you were young yeah. and you were just doing your thing, but maybe, you know, and then ask yourself, is this, is this true for me anymore? Yes. And it's just that you've told yourself so many times, yes. um, I can't go out when yeah. I drink, I can't, you know, and it's subconscious too. So that's why that slowing down process is so yes. true is so important because you have to be able to say, are the is this my story anymore yes. and and it's not it's not it's your story not. <laughs> and, and i mean like i i looked at it i it, this really helped me was i looked at alcohol and i thought this is my narcissistic ex-boyfriend why do i keep going back to him yeah. uh, when he doesn't care about me <laughs> um he never he it's a good time the first you know couple uh you know the, in the beginning and then it always goes to heck so <laughs> so why why am i am i going back to this this relationship and i wrote myself uh i wrote First, I wrote a letter to myself and, and basically had to get deeply honest, like, what is, what's going on with me? Like, why am I still, you know, having this relationship? And then I wrote alcohol a letter and I was, you know, like, you bastard, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, you were so fun back in the day, but, you know, look at you now, you're just lies, you keep lying to me, this and that that really helped me kind of put it in a different perspective too, because mm. I was like, wow, these stories. And even when I did the the work with, you know, my husband that passed, I was like, wow, these stories really aren't who I am anymore. And you're right. You get, it's almost like you, like, I would say for this time in our lives right now with the quarantine, like, and um, this is a good time to stop and catch up with who you are. Mm. You know, all these, this running and running and hustling and moving um, we, we're changing, we're growing, but we don't get the time to stop and say, well, who am I now? And this is an opportunity to do that because you're not that person you were when you were 
16 partying with your friends. You're mm-hmm. not the same person you were when, unless you're in your 20s. But if you're not in your 20s, you're not the same person you were in your 20s when it, you know, when it was still fun, you know, you think. You're older now. You have a different life now. You know, look at, look at those things and say, well, yeah, who am I now? Because I will say 85% of the women that I know um, are all on the same journey where they've said a hundred times, um, I don't know, I don't want to drink anymore, um, but I still, you know, it's hard for me to give up that, that glass of wine at night, um, you know, so it's almost like we're all kind of collectively in that space where we realize that alcohol isn't what it used to be, if that makes mm-hmm, sense. Totally. Um, you know, and so it's almost like we're, it's, it's just like, it's almost like smoking cigarettes, you know, like, um, where we all, I mean, I did, I smoked my whole life and, you know, I quit, I think six or seven years ago. I don't really think about it anymore. Um, but it was the same kind of thing where it was like, okay, here I'm doing all this healing work and, uh, and trying to help people, you know, move forward in their lives and all these different ways. And I'm smoking, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm giving you a session and then I'm going out to smoke a cigarette. Like that doesn't make any sense. And so look at that situation, look at that. Like, how does alcohol even fit into my life anymore? Like if I'm, if I'm doing all these things that are all about live your authentic life and be this type of person and I want you to, you know, and then I'm, you know, sneaking off and getting wasted, you know, uh, two or three times a week, you know, it just, just makes you feel bad. So yeah. And it definitely doesn't come back to in what you were, you kind of started the conversation about that trust piece. It's like, I mean, I had that similar experience of living this parallel life with a yogic lifestyle and teaching health and wellness myself. And so it does come down to like walk your talk. And I, you know, it was the self-observation without judgment piece. And I just had to come forward to say, you know, everyone, like you were saying, everyone has their thing. And um, I just wanted to cycle back around about, well, a couple of things that you said. And I think the, there is a, it's almost just a natural maturing process. And I think the reason that it's so challenging is because we see this natural progression of life that's in society. That's, you know, go to school, get married, have a job, be successful, blah, 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 whatever it is. But, um, there's no emotional maturity, right? We're not taught about emotional resilience, emotional maturity. And then of course, alcohol becomes, it's sold to us. And I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon, but like, it is a part of culture and it's a part, and, um, you know, and you probably know it more than anyone and, um, where you are in the world. And it's just like, so I think, and then the other, so there, I just kept to let, like say to people, you know, just let go. Like this is a natural yeah. progression of your maturing process. Yes, and it really is. Stepping into that mother phase of your yes. the motherhood phase of your life with or without children, you're, we're yes. all have a motherhood phase. And, um, and then, you know, you were saying like a lot of women saying, and I just heard this from someone um, I, on a post of giving up that five o'clock wine. And the reason that that keeps coming up is like, you don't want to, it's that same thing. It's just been a habit. Like you just yeah. have to look at it as like, oh, this is actually a chemical response in my brain. My yes, brain is so absolutely getting that dopamine f- flood at five o'clock every day. So I have to just know that that's what's happening and yes. choose something different. <laughs> you know yeah so. yeah and I mean and I feel like um you know with that uh it was it's almost like 
um, you come to a space which I can say, which is awesome. You come to a space where you don't even think about it anymore. Um, I don't think about it anymore. It's like, if, look, if I'm going to have, if I want to have a glass of wine, um, I'll have one. Am I going to, I don't know, but that I don't think about it anymore. It's not an issue anymore. It's not, it's not suffocating my life anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, because I found other things that, and it is an emotional maturity where, um, I don't know, I'd rather sit outside with a cup of tea, uh, listening to, um, you know, whatever, uh, you know, I live, it, I live somewhere where it's warm and they, in pools in my apartment complexes. So, you know, I'll walk over to the pool and it's nighttime and sit by the water and, and listen to maybe a podcast or something. And, and I feel more connected doing that than I ever did, you know, sitting around drinking. So I just, I do, I think the emotional maturity is you just come to that space where you're like, you know what, um, there's so much more to my life and there's so much more to me and let's find out what those things are mm -hmm. and let's go on a journey, you know, in that way. And yeah, I think it's just a natural progression that you get there. And I can honestly say that I never in a million trillion years thought that I would get to the point in my life where, um, where I just put it to the side. And that was one of the things I wanted to, to mention was um, I just put it to the side. And I think that was like, it wasn't, it was kind of a surrender where I was like, you know what? Um, I'm just going to put it to the side. Don't think about it. It's not, it's no big deal. It's not that big a deal. Let it go. Because we spend so much time um, obsessing and driving ourselves crazy. And we're going to, you know, work out every day and we're going to, you know, lose 10 pounds and we're going to, you know, lift our butt up to wherever. And <laughs> You know, and it's like, uh, and we just waste so much time obsessing about ways we can be better. And I just heard Wayne Dyer actually said, um, it, Dr. Wayne Dyer is a great philosopher, was a great uh, uh, philosopher. But um, one of the things that he said was he told this story of how he drank beer every day. And uh, he went to this restaurant one day with his wife and kids. He has like a lot of kids. And um, they went out and the place didn't have beer. And he made them all get back in the car and go to a different restaurant. And he realized after how like, you know, selfish that was. And he said, he just put it to the side. Mm. And, and, I, and he still went through his journey of, you know, getting there. But I just love that really made me think about it. And I was like, that makes sense to me. Just put it to the side. Like, don't, don't harass yourself. Don't, you know, part of, part of growing and changing and, and having that emotional maturity is to say, you know, Hey, Dina, I don't want to waste from four to seven thinking about whether I'm going to drink at seven 30. Instead, mm -hmm. I would rather read this book, go take a bath, maybe go for a walk, um, you know, go paint, uh, you know, you know, whatever, talk on the phone with my girlfriends and, you know, see what they're doing. So I think that's important too, is to not make it a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You kind of just have to let all that pressure go. And it kind of comes back to that, that choice piece. Like I'm just going to set it down yeah. and if I want it, it's yeah. there. But right now I'm just going to see what this looks like. And it doesn't yes. mean that there's no challenges. Like you said, you had that, you know, year or two where you were like starting to observe it. And so I think I kind of want to just wrap up a little bit with saying, 
you know, what could, what would you say? I mean, you've given so much great value to everyone and thank you so much, but that piece of like, it feels like it's never going to end, but, but if you, if you, when you continuously show up to switch your mindset and you really do the work to slow down, yeah. just what would you tell someone that's beginning the journey, um, you know, right now? I would say, um, be patient and be gentle with yourself and have deep compassion for the journey because it, nothing, nothing happens quickly. There's no quick fix for anything. So, um, maybe you've done six weeks, maybe you've done eight, don't have an expectation of, uh, of don't do it with the expectation that something's going to happen. Live each day in your new, in your new normal, in your new way. Um, and know that eventually, just like any habit that you break or any change that you make in your life, um, it takes time to integrate, to process, and to move forward. And you will get to a space where it where it's not important anymore. Just be patient mm. and, and compassionate with yourself. Really compassionate when you get, and you know what? Cry, scream, do whatever you got to do. I did, I allowed myself every crappy feeling I had. Um, mm. And eventually uh, they went away. Mm. So here's hope from someone that drank her whole life, you know, uh, did all kinds of stuff her whole life that can say to you now, um, I don't, I don't miss it. I don't think about it. Um, I'm in, I'm in uh, control of who I am now. And that's what you want. You want to be able to have that control of who you are and who you, who you show up to be in this world. And I believe in you. You can, you can do it. Oh my gosh, Dina, I am just so proud of you. Thank you for sharing all that stuff. And like you have so much wisdom to share right now. We didn't really go back to all of the story, but you know what is it's, it's not as important as I think sometimes the journey of coming to this place. And so I'm just, I just want to say thank you again so much. And, um, I would love you to, for you to tell our listeners the best place to find out about the work you're doing in the world. And of course we'll put it in the show notes as well. Awesome. Okay. Well, you can find me on Etsy. I have an Etsy shop and it's under art by Dina Schaefer. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Dina Schaefer one. And then I have a Facebook right now, which is just uh, Dina Schaefer. I'll be um, actually starting a business page um, this week. So I'm excited about that Um, since we're in quarantine. So I can't really, you know, touch anybody, but I can distantly touch you uh, Mm -hmm. in an energetic way. So um, you can find me on any of those. Um, You can instant message me on Facebook if you want to talk more, set something up. Um, Yeah. So those are, those are my spaces and my Etsy account's pretty cool. I'm always uploading new art. I have a lot of prints on there and each piece that I do is actually energetically infused with positivity and love and light. So Mm, beautiful. um, Yeah. So come on over to there. Thank you so much, Dina. And thank you to our beautiful listeners for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. And everybody uh, love you so much. Yes. The process of unraveling your story outside of the confines of alcohol is truly a sacred and beautiful journey of the self. Rediscover who you are in a whole new world again. Stop by my website, Mary Wagstaff Coach. 
www.thecoachmentor.com to get instant access to the on-demand workshop of my revolutionary five shifts approach. And while you're there, you can sign up for a one-on-one consultation where we will create together your life intention. This is the framework for which all of your decisions around alcohol are made from your truest and highest self. In addition to working remotely worldwide, I host private one-on-one healing retreats at my sanctuary in Mount Hood, Oregon. I can't wait to connect.